0: be quick. Um, God is so good. Most of the service was my message, so we'll just kind of go right on through. I'll just probably just share a couple of scriptures. Um, I just had to throw this in there, though. For those that were here on my Wednesday nights, um, this was a character that, that I used to do some teaching, and just in case you missed him, I just threw him in there. But really, we're going to be doing something more Christmassy. So... Um, so uh, Where I just want to share a couple of scriptures this morning. We'll, we're going to uh, part of what my message was about, and, and it's already been preached this morning and already been ministered. this time of year it can be very difficult, very, very difficult. You know, it's celebrations, it's things like that when the people missing in our lives can be something that comes back, the memories we remember when and so this season even though it's a season of joy we know the scriptures that say all these things about joy and i was going to just share a couple of them uh, philippians 4 4 rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice we know this with our head we know romans fourteen seventeen. you Getting real close to my scriptures there this morning, Pastor Eric. <laughs> For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We know these things, but our experience sometimes is something different. And uh, so, and and so, I just want to I want to just kind of minister some things this morning. Um, these things can hit us during the holidays. Uh, sometimes we will not even know why. And I think that's probably the hardest is we can't even pinpoint why we're sad. For some people, they know so-and-so is not at the, the Christmas table or, you know, whatever. There's, a, there's an empty place. But for some people, they won't even know why. For some people, they do know why. Their team didn't win yesterday. <laughs> for them, we give condolences. No, no. Um, but so... What I want to just minister to, and I trust that the Lord will help me, is getting to that place that even if we don't know why, we can still have joy. So we'll see how well the Lord can do this. So it's, it's you know, so as we go through the season, there's hope, there's joy. So I want to kind of start with this scripture, and we'll kind of park here for a little bit. In John 15, Jesus is ministering, and it's really rich, the whole chapters of John where Jesus is taking the time, his final things that he's imparting into his disciples. And he says to them, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy might be made full. We have a resource that I believe most of us, myself included, as anybody that works with me on a regular basis is like, what's wrong with Sean today? So this is for me too. Um, We have a resource that is available to us that goes beyond our own joy. Jesus says here, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy... So that Jesus's joy might be in us. Jesus's joy, not just our own, whatever measure of our own joy that there may be, but that his joy would be in us. Fullness. There's that word full. Love that. That your joy would be full. So we can see here from the scripture that Jesus has a place where we experience his joy and where our joy is there too, bubbling up right there with it, and that there is fullness of joy. Now, we have this example in the lives of our pastors this morning, and, and the things that they're experiencing are things that they can see with their natural eyes. They've got somebody that's in the hospital this morning. They've got somebody that they can see that they know there are things that are taking place in their physical body. And this morning, I believe that that place of tapping into the joy has to do with getting beyond what we see with our eyes. And what is the emotions that are wrapped up And get attached to what we see with our eyes. It's not easy. But I'm saying it's possible. And everybody was dancing around it this morning. From the scripture that Bobby shared. To what Jessica was ministering. (laughs) And so, you know, we've heard it already two or three times this morning. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you. Let's just kind of move quickly here. Jesus, so what are the things, we can just back up to John 15 and see what were the things that Jesus spoke to them. And again, there's chapters, but we'll just take these first couple verses. And here's uh, here's where Bobby was preaching my sermon. Um, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. There is something on that scripture for us in this house today. So I want you to just close your eyes. And just receive the truth of God's word as the father loves Jesus. Jesus loves us today. Now, I know that we all know the song Jesus loves me, but let's just say that this morning. Jesus loves me. Let's say it again. Jesus loves me. Now, that is not something that you can see. But when the reality of that truth sinks in, it begins to push back the reality of whatever it is in our experiences that we are seeing. Whether it's a a stack of things that we just don't have any idea how we're ever going to get it done, or a stack of bills that we don't have any idea how we're going to get them paid, or a stack of emotions that they're just going because of, of loss and grief and sorrow and all these things that are taking place. Jesus loves me. Now, we am going to think about the relationship here just briefly of the Father and Jesus. Jesus says here, as the Father loved Jesus. Now, does I'm sure that not, there's not a single person here that could question whether or not God the Father loved Jesus, the Son. That's given. It's taken for granted. There's no question about that. And most of us believe that because we know Jesus never sinned. So it's easy for us to believe that God, the father can love Jesus, the son, because Jesus never did anything wrong. But when we put ourselves in Jesus's spot and we say, how can the father love me? What do we see? We see our sins. We see our mistakes. We see all the stuff that we've done or haven't done. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. Jesus doesn't say here, the father loves me because you're so good. He didn't say that Jesus was loved by his heavenly father because he never sinned. We have that recording that plays in our mind because we're so used to earning people's love by our performance. We are trained into it from the time we are small. What happens if we're bad? We experience getting sent into the corner. We experience rejection. And there are people out there that when we don't please them and we don't do things their way, it's manipulation and control. But they use their anger and they shut us off and they don't talk to us for weeks. And so we grow up thinking that in order to be loved, I have to be good. And we don't find it in scripture, but we believe it because it's our experience. And that's, I believe, one of the biggest things that will steal our joy is not being able to connect with the Father's love. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue. Pastor Eric was dancing in my sermon when he's talking about abiding this morning. Continue or abide or remain in my love. Now, this is the scripture that most of you, there's probably some people here that were saying, but what about verse 10? Okay, Sean, what are you going to do with this one? What about verse 10? It says, if you keep my commandments, then you'll remain in my love. Sounds like the law, doesn't it? If you keep my commandments, then you'll remain in my love as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. So, Sean, what are you going to do with this verse? Because it doesn't agree with what you just said. But for those of that have been here for all the Pastor Eric's past few sermons, we are learning about something called grace. And since I can't go back and preach all Pastor Eric's sermons, I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me with this one. How can I, and just real briefly, get past this verse? Because most people will look at this and heap upon themselves condemnations because I am the first to admit that I have not kept all Jesus's commands and if I look at this scripture and I only look at this scripture it will tell me that I don't remain in his love because I'm not perfect and I don't keep his commands Ah. okay so let's keep going we won't leave you there for very long not a good place So, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I believe and receive your help, Lord, to minister this next few moments. Help us to hear through the ears of grace and not the ears of law. Because we talked real briefly about that place where we are conditioned by the people around us that if we're good, we'll be loved. If we're good, we'll be loved. You know, if we're not good, you know, God's going to get you for that or I'm going to get you for that if we, you know, displease somebody. And so we have all these things that kind of go into that category and and we begin to apply that thinking and reasoning to Scripture. Okay. And, And again, that place of condemnation comes because we know we're not perfect. But this is the difference. This... If we can get this, if I can get this. We are obeying the commands of Jesus from a position of being loved and made righteous. And I'll put the next part so that we can see the contrast. We are not obeying his commands to be loved or to become righteous. There's a difference. We are not obeying his commands to be loved Or to become righteous. We don't have the word righteous on the cross here. But Pastor Eric has been ministering week after week after week. How that righteousness comes. Does it come through our obedience? Is it become because we're so good? Does it come because we're righteous? Because we have kept every jot and tittle of the law. No. We are already made righteous. And so we can obey the commands from a position of being loved. Bobby was preaching my sermon this morning and he said, we love him because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. But you know what? Unless I experience the father's love, it's really hard for me to love you. It's really, really hard for me to love when I don't feel loved. Very, very hard. And so that's why we have to get past verse 10 and get back to verse 11. It's Father loved me, so have I loved you. That's what Jesus started with. That's why we can have joy. Jesus loves us just imperfect, just as we are. With all our goof-ups and all our mistakes, He loves us. And we can continue in His love, not because we're perfect, but because of His blood. It's because of His blood. Now, obeying His commands and keeping His commands establishes a flow. We had this morning. Kevin and Mario preaching my sermon. (laughs) Because it has to do with relationship. This is not so much about keeping law, but keeping relationship. And continuing to go back. Father, what would you have me do? Jesus, what would you have me do? Keeping the commands, not out of, you know, trying to earn love, but in order to continue in relationship. There's a difference. And be through that and because of that, these things have I spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. What was Jesus's joy? Jesus's joy was perfect relationship with his heavenly father. There's an old hymn that we used to sing in denominational churches. I don't even know, you know, I found out that all denominations don't sing the same songs. So it may not be familiar with it depending on where your stream is and where you came from. But it said, nothing between my soul and the Savior. Isn't that a wonderful, I mean, whoever wrote that song had such rich treasure, such rich truth, because that's where you and I stand. We don't often feel that way because we probably just did something this morning. Kicked the cat, did something, you know? Just kind of rubbed a little bit too much about how OSU won into somebody else, you know? Just kind of went too far. It was really too far. But his joy is available this morning. His joy. So it's all about... His love. I'm going to just share a couple of scriptures. These are the same scriptures that I showed before. Romans 14, 17. You know, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy. Notice the righteousness, peace, and joy is not in our good behavior, but in the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of coming back to that point that I was talking about. If we can get past what we're experiencing, what we're feeling, what we're seeing in the natural. First Corinthians, excuse me, Second Corinthians talks about what's seen and what's not seen, what's in the spirit, what's not in the spirit. And if we can move into that place, even as I believe many of us were, as as we were praying over Pastor Shelley, people were beginning to see in the spirit. In the spirit, what they're walking through and what they're experiencing is a wonderful, amazing, beautiful thing. The scripture says you rejoice when they die. You weep when they're born. Again, that's probably Ecclesiastes, which can be a depressing book. But, <laughs> but, but still, even there, they are so close, as someone shared earlier, just to being so, you know. And it's not that they're, and that's the reality the Lord was kind of just sharing with me. If you were to die right now, you're not going to be any closer to Jesus than you are right now. It's our body. It's our experience of him that changes. It's not really our position. But anyway, for the kingdom of God. So whatever it is, whatever your stack of stuff is, whether it's bills, whether it's all the things you haven't done or, you know, how are you going to deal with all these family members that you can't barely stand and they're all coming for Christmas, um, you know, and, and, and how are we going to get through these things? In the spirit. In the spirit. Last, last verse here. This is Romans 15, 13, and this is a scripture that the Lord often helps me realize. And, and so I use the, the, well, the way that the Lord uses this scripture with me is if I am not experiencing the joy that I should be, the Lord often points me to the scripture and reminds me of the truth in it. So it says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This has to do with focus again, and I underlined a couple of things. One of them I underlined was it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Many of us do not give ourselves the permission to have joy because we don't believe we've been good enough. It's that self-punishment thing. But that's not what the scripture says. And that blood of Jesus, if we will allow the blood of Jesus and the reality of the truth of God's word, that that blood cleanses all. All in the Greek, all in the Hebrew, and any other translation, all our sin. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. And I underline the trust part because usually that's where I miss it. And my other sermon I preached not too long ago to not preach it over again. But when I start carrying the care, whether of how it's going to, you know, I carried the care of these stage lights. How are they ever going to work? And even though we got the thing fixed and I made them all work, now we've got two that are out. It's like, Lord. You know, but I got to take that care and give it to Jesus. And give it to Jesus. The reason I mean, the reason I look at this, I need his help to figure this out. And the person who did all this, you know, were professional people that knew what they're doing. I don't know. I am blundering through and just trusting God each step. But that's where, and I can guarantee you, you know, that's maybe a humorous situation. But some of your situations aren't humorous. Let's let's stand. Some of your situations are not humorous. And the burdens you carry are real. And many times the burdens you carry are people. But as we trust in Him and allow... The power of the Holy Spirit to make the difference. The power of the Holy Spirit has the power not only to take care of whatever situation that is weighing you down, or weighing me down, the power of the Holy Spirit has the ability to restore hope, peace and joy. There isn't anything too hard for him. Absolutely nothing. So, Father God, I just thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you, Father, for your word today. And Lord, I thank you that you just wanted this message to get across, so you just kept giving it to people again and again in this service. I thank you for it, Lord. Father, I believe or receive, Lord, your word sown into our hearts Lord, this is just the beginning, Father, of, of a difficult time. This isn't like right before Christmas and it's thank God it's over. But Lord, many people, Father, as they head through this season, it's the biggest challenge of their year. It is the biggest challenge of their year. And Father, I thank you that the power of the Holy Spirit is enough. Lord, I didn't put this scripture up there, Father, but there's a place where you talk about When we are weak, you are strong. And so, Father God, even though we may be weak this morning and we don't have the ability to just do the things that we know we need to be doing, we know we're supposed to cast our care, but, Lord, we may be weak in all these areas. We haven't been perfect in this. We haven't done that. Your strength is made perfect in our weakness. Your strength is made perfect, not in our perfectness, but in our weakness. And so, Lord, even if we're feeling weak this morning, even if we feel there is no way that we can walk through this season victoriously. I thank you, Lord, that your strength is made perfect in our weakness. And so, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the power of your spirit. And Lord, I believe I receive, Father, joy. Joy, 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 How joy, Who joy, joy, Lord, joy and more joy, Lord, an overflowing fullness of joy. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we extend this, Father, to those that weren't able to be in the service today, God, because of situations, work and hospitals and things that are going on in their lives. We extend, Lord, the joy of the Holy Ghost to them today, Father. Lord, that no matter what they may see with their eyes, Lord, the reality and the truth of your word and of your spirit will just overflow, overflow. Overflow, Father, it is our inheritance. We believe we receive it today, God. It is ours in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Lord, as we go, Lord, I just pray for those who will be traveling for the graduation and we just bless them today. We bless, I bless this congregation today. Lord, keep them. Make your face to shine on them. Your favor, God. Be gracious, Lord, to them. Everything that they do, everything that they experience, Lord, let them see your hand of favor. Father, give them peace today. Your peace. A peace that passes understanding. And we thank you for your joy. In Jesus' name, amen.